You're listening to the Forest School Podcast with Lewis Ames and Gemma Sutherden. Hey guys, before we get into the podcast, I wanted to let you know about our level three training courses that are coming up in 2022. We have got two different training courses coming up this year. We have got our first course coming up on May 30th to June 3rd. That is a week of solid five days training with us, followed by a weekend of the 9th and 10th of July. Now, what that means is that you get a big bulk of training, you get a bit of time to digest, and then you come back for a weekend of more training and we can gap fill anything that hasn't quite stuck in that first week. So that is coming up on May 30th to June 3rd. And if you're somebody who likes to do things bit by bit, then in September, we have got a course which is split up into lots and lots of Mondays. So starting on September 19th, we're in for four Mondays, Then we have a little bit of break, four months, get some of our coursework done. We're back in February 27th for another four Mondays, and then we have a little bit more time to get that coursework done. So that one's in September and March, a little bit more spread out through the year, gives you a bit of time to drop in, drop in, drop in, drop in. And don't forget, with both those courses, we're also running Zoom sessions once a month in the evenings to help you through with your coursework as it's spread through the course. So there's our two offerings this year, a block in May and a spread out one starting in September. So have a look, head to our new website, which is myforestschooltraining.co.uk if you want to sign up and get more information about our training courses. That's myforestschooltraining.co.uk. And now let's get into the waffle chat. I said, shall we not start with you crunching a rice cracker? And you thought instead you would drum on your legs. Yeah. <laughs> like a... Right, we're starting. It's been a long time, man. It has been a long time. Oh, I've been isolating. You've been... Yeah. I've been... I've done it. I've done, I done did it now. You've done it's the... It's all co- done. Wow. I'm superhuman now. Weirdly, mm. when you isolate, I have to isolate. Not because we're in any sort of bubbles together. Just I don't really see anyone other than you. Yeah. So when you go away, I've got no friends. I know. I, it's quite weird. <laughs> don't say I know. I know. But no, I'm basically the same. <laughs> I'm basically the same. And it's weird that, um, you know, you don't see anyone and then you see someone you're like, I'm talking. <laughs> social talking. What is this social Hello. talking? Words. Words. How are you and your organs? <laughs> and normal questions. <laughs> It's nice to be back in the woods after it's, a long time. It's nice to be back in the woods and it not be uh, a, a, an elemental challenge. Yes. It's perfectly still. Yeah. The fire is on. I feel, I can feel. We saw the other day, didn't we? Were you there with me? What? I saw the first bluebell in our woods, the first oh. bluebell shoots. Yeah. And it was a really, do you know what? That was the first one we've had in a little while of, um, so we've had some new pits. This was the home ed group. We've had some new people start and it was like, uh, not a changing of the guard because that implies that the old person's going away. It was like a handing over of culture, mm. or like a hey, this is part of our culture and you didn't know it existed because you've not been here. This you've time not of been year. here this time of year, and and it was so devoid of age. It mm. wasn't the big. It was some of the smaller ones. Oh man, that's juicy. That feeds right into what we're talking oh, I about know. today. But they were just kind of going like. Actually, I intentionally didn't give much other than I was going bluebells. The bluebells are here, and I let them explain to the to each other what that was, what that meant, 
Yeah. Why, you know, um, and it's the first, there's something about, I think, I, I wondered if one of the definitions of like a group having a, a culture mm-hmm. is when you're, you, it happens without you driving it. Oh yeah. And, and that actually is like, I think lots of forest school people know that they've got a culture in their sessions. It's like, if you, if I stepped away, that interaction would have been almost the same. As long as someone had seen the bluebells, that mm. cultural thing of, oh, this is exciting and all oh, that means, and all the memories and stuff that come with it, it's not me driving it and going like, hey, we all sing this song. Hey, we all do this. Mm. Hey, we, you know, it was like, oh, oh, you've got it now, have mm-hmm. you? Oh, and you just run with, oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed any signs of spring? Yeah, loads. Birds, oh, birds are going crazy, mm. and it's a great time of year because you can see them still really well. Um, yeah. But they're way more out there singing loads, loads of gold crests today singing. Um, obviously, snowdrops are out. It's all, it's all good. It's all happening. Um, should we talk about what we're talking about today? Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Do you want to? Sh- shall I do a real seamless link? Yeah. So the other day I was watching. Uh, on our two, we've got two bird feeds in the wood, and I was watching on one of them, on the bigger one, a big old woodpecker uh, with his red feathers flashing. And uh, while he was on there, no other bird would come near. And they weren't even like stopping nearby and then going, oh, oh, and going away. They weren't even going near. And it's like that weird bird hierarchy. And you and I have been mulling for a while about like hierarchy and where is it and what does it look like and like big questions like should should there be hierarchy when is there not who is what hierarchy is yes um had some moments which have made me think of these things and oh that's really interesting um and then i was up really late last night because i thought okay we're finally putting about it yeah and then i just did a bit googling and happened upon an article which is called i'm just gonna find it in a really smooth professional way hey it's called understanding social hierarchies the neural and psychological foundations of status perception mm, pour it into my ears by koski z and olsen published in uh, 2015 and uh it was really interesting in terms of like a bit of the science behind it okay so I just want to chuck out some like terms Do that it. you might want to use. A, gloss- are- a glossary. Sure, sure, a lexicon. <laughs> order- so, a shared language. So the article says, to begin, hierarchy refers to the ranking of members in social groups based on the power, influence or dominance they exhibit, whereby some members are superior or subordinate to others. So that's the kind of definition we're looking at in terms of social hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Rank is a term often used to objectively refer to where one falls within the hierarchy. Status, on the other hand, can be measured through social opinion or reputation and is generally associated with admiration and respect. So you've got rank, you know, your rank ranking. Rank numerical. Yeah, and status is more just, you know, higher low status medium based on social opinion and reputation okay. respect admiration etc it's good differentiation yeah power implies control over resources or other group members and is distinguished from dominance as a contextual trait so oh. you've got power and okay. dominance so you don't need to be dominant to get power but dominance uh, is yeah. associated with the ability to acquire resources and therefore can be a predictor of power got you yeah. Okay. Thus, dominance can be viewed as a behavioural personality trait that leads to inequalities in power among group members and thereby differentiates status. Does that makes sense. So you can yeah. kind of 
get status through getting power through being dominant or you can just have status through in other ways and so this article they've done a, um, a kind of bit of an overview of not just human social hierarchies but also in other primates uh, okay which is quite interesting and um it's quite easy to read for most of the the article and then they talk about uh, prestige as well so you've got dominance mm. in terms of like kind of seizing power seizing resources which gives you power but you've also yeah. got uh, prestige which is about social status um where group members display deference to those who possess qualities deemed valuable does that make sense so you can gain prestige not by being dominant but just by having qualities that other people in the group go okay. oh that's valuable and okay if you think about the group that we work with you can see all these things at play you can kind of go oh yeah that person sometimes demonstrates uh, dominant behavior or this person is not dominant but they have a lot of status because they've gained a lot of prestige for some reason do you know yeah what I mean? do you think that is where some people uh some people's issues with certain celebrities comes mm -hmm. where you would go i don't know why they have status because they have no prestige mm. so but the, what i hear is people going i understand sports people being famous i understand athletes uh, you know actors or actors you know, mm -hmm. being famous i don't understand social media you know because they don't value so prestige has got to be an objective or subjective thing. subjective yes. yes yeah prestige has got to be subjective to each individual yeah. in the group although there probably are some given accepted things in in each society sure that confer prestige upon people right sure um and the article also talks about like physical appearance being part of a mm -hmm. of, of status and social hierarchy so generally like you know all those kind of you know uh, generalizations about like height and stature right. and male females there's a lot of gender stuff in there that is like quite problematic in this article it's like hard to read and okay. you're kind of like mm, is that true through actually scientific observations or yeah. is this a little bit dated and you just making assumptions you know what I mean and right. also because it's not just humans but other primates as well so um but I just find the whole thing really interesting it is very interesting as you were describing those terms one of the thoughts I had was about um like layers of understanding and it occurred to me that difference between rank and status and that um there is a stage where rank is really important for some people and uh, in terms of like how often have we all heard learners go yeah but who's your best friend oh, yeah. oh but which is your which is your best character in Paw Patrol who's yeah. your best and like that rank that yeah that objective like number two i want the numbers where am i to you is like mm, status is too murky and too um wib wibbly wobbly yeah, timey wimey yeah. and um like can i have some can i have a concrete fact like yeah. if it comes down to the wire and i want to play one game and they want to play another game who will you pick yeah yeah, yeah. and that and that's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point kind of made in the article that says that well, the article posits that social hierarchies are inevitable, like they happen amongst human groups sure. and they happen pretty instantly and that when they happen you see a reduction in um, aggression and um, like fisticuffs. Okay. Because I guess, you know, you could argue that like people know their place and they go, oh, okay, I know my place, mm -hmm. I may not be happy with it, but I'm not going to like struggle for power with that person or mm -hmm. whatever. That everyone's just a bit more chill because they know what the rankings are. Oh, I think they would. I think, think. I think people go about it in other means. I think you probably see a reduction in 
uh, like power through dominance. Oh, this look at that. That was actually very helpful to give me all these words. Yeah, yeah. And you probably then get things where you go, okay, I can't be bigger that big. I can't be bigger than that person physically. Mm. So of course the amount of you know physical aggression is going to go down, but the amount of like social emotional aggression, mm. I would say, probably goes up. And that's when it's like the uh, jostling, jostling, and they're like, if I was being really um, callous, I would say like bitchy comments and the behind people's but and that mm. that jostling. It's not physically like I'm going to hit you. It's like I'm going to undermine your space. It's still dominance, though, isn't it? It's still dominance as opposed to prestige. Yes, but that's what I mean. If this article is positing that physical aggression goes down, I'm saying, yes, physical Mm -hmm. aggression probably goes down, but just like when you say people know their... That's horrible, isn't it? In air quotes, know their space. Mm -hmm. I think it's just that... Yeah. That's not the way that you do it. Well, this correlates with something in the article which says that dominance can be divided into sociable and aggressive subscales. And they emphasise that power or access to resources can be obtained through aggressive dominant behaviours or through pro-social cooperative actions. Mm-hmm. So if you think about um, some members of groups, so, you know, gaining moments of status through really pro-social and, like, expert communication. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we've all seen those moments where you're like, oh, okay, look at that person really having that moment of like, yeah. of high status through their ability to join people together or, you know, unite a, a community for, for yeah. you know, either a whole session or a few moments of a session, which is like, you know, would that happen in a different environment? And I would argue no. Other, outside of this, outside this of sort of thing. Yeah, because because of the freedom and the range of activities that people can be doing so that you've got the kind of... It's so holistic that you've got physical stuff, you've got problem-solving stuff that's intellectual, you've got social and emotional stuff all going on, all in one space, and therefore it's giving people opportunities to kind of play around with status and feel like and experience what it feels like to have moments of high status moments of lower status through engaging in those different things do you know what I mean yeah because other things which are more divided and so if you look at like your average I don't I really don't want to school bash but I'm going to talk about like it as an alternative education system which mm-hmm. is very compartmentalized so you know you've got PE some mm-hmm. people are good at PE and some people are not good at PE and it's just like we are doing this today and you could but there are elements of PE in your average forest school session mm-hmm. but it's not I mean physical um, activity yeah. yeah but it's going to switch to something else and you're going to have that experience of in this moment now I've got higher status but later on I'm going to have low whereas it be, I, I'm imagining mm-hmm. that in a kind of class community group that idea is maybe a little bit more fixed well that is um, I think true of so many people who are in forest school work will say and we've we've got those stories as well we go the the learner that is low status in the classroom comes out and does something that gives them a lot of prestige yep. in the forest school community yep. um and people talk about the difficulties you know of explaining that to school staff or how amazing it is when school staff see that and like that idea that uh yeah they're they're in such a confined space that they're not able to see and actually, I was thinking that as well as it being forest school is this holistic mix of it's a bit of this and it's a bit of that, so the prestige is fluctuating all the time. Um, 
literally the physical space of it means that if you're uncomfortable like if I think of a classroom and this is my interpretation it's not anybody you know I'm not having a go is like a, cl- a didactic classroom would be teacher at the top top of the pile then a flat plane underneath mm-hmm. of like 30 students which is obviously not going <laughs> to work and so that's when you get the like jostling and you know who's there and you can't like step away from it if you're low status you're low status you can't go to another classroom you can't go to another okay. part of having a lot of space and a lot of like autonomy at forest school means that you can go if i join in there i'll be low status and my my emotional mental state can't deal with that right now so actually i'm going to go over with some hit over here with some other people where i'm high status and the the like the permanence of where your rank is i'm going to use rank here is is so transient you know your heart you know oh i'm high here when we go and play this game because i'm fast but i'm low here when the paints come out on oh i'm high and so it's more comfortable to experience being high and low yeah it's less ego damaging than i mean personally i know from my school experience like as a student there was that thing of like hey you did this stupid thing in year five and you are with the same people um now until you go to your next school so your low status is like stamped stamped. Mm. that is tattooed on you um whereas doing this it's just a bit like Mm. oh right yeah you weren't the fastest at at that game and oh, all right we're gonna do something else now yeah oh, it just it moves yeah, yeah and um i was thinking about reflecting on again kind of going back to the holistic nature of it that um that life experience counts for a lot in terms of um sort of respect and gaining prestige and status so it might so i i think we've got a lot to say about the role of the adult in that whole hierarchy thing we'll move on to that in a minute and i was thinking about how so adults within the group forest leaders might have uh, a sort of higher place in the hierarchy in terms of life experience so if you're mm-hmm. doing a didactic thing you've done it probably way more than most of the people in your group yeah that you're working with your firelighting you've done it 50,000 times they've done it a handful of times so you automatically have prestige and a higher place in the hierarchy there because of your life experience and you're sort of more of an expert mm-hmm. but that's only a small you know obviously each forest school is different but for ours that is such a tiny percentage of each day is like you or i leading a bushcraft activity oh yeah Do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. some forest schools would be different mm-hmm. and that will be more kind of permanent um but because of the holistic nature of it somebody in the group can and has in our experience gone do you know what i'm going to go to the group with this either idea or mm-hmm. artifact or game and I'm going to arrive with that. And I am the expert at this, actually. Like, yeah, we've yeah. had, you know, learners bringing in stuff about World War Two and bringing in things and going... And, and they have got more life experience that is relevant and recent than me or you right oh, now yeah. about World oh, War Two, yeah. And they become the kind of, you know, their social hierarchy goes up for that moment. And because it can be anything that's all-encompassing in terms of life experience, life interests, that's another side to Forest School in addition to that thing we were just talking about of different different areas to be different things to engage in it's like if you're looking at kind of skill and life experience of things conferring status and prestige wow what an opportunity for somebody to genuinely bring that yeah. and experience that yeah and have that especially when there are adults involved and the adults go 
fair play. Like, nothing to add there. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, actually, I think you're fired that it's blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? It's um. Yeah. Really well, rare. I put my foot in it, didn't I, with the... Uh, uh, well, I didn't put my foot in it. I was, I was trying. I was misremembered something from history, and I kind oh, of went like, yeah yeah, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." They were talking about this thing, and I kind of went, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." And then you went, "I've not heard that. I'm going to look it up." And they were like, "It's not. That's not right." And I'd miss, you know, I'd taken a story that, uh, and just made it fact in my head. Um, but that's a place of hierarchy where I kind of just that learner, you know, the learner that was mainly interested was like, so. What to do? And I went. Oh, no, I was wrong. No, I got it all wrong. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me ever. Like, you know, just having a a f- not a flatter hierarchy. Having less moments of extreme hierarchy yeah. meant that that wasn't such a high place for me to climb down. Well, from I had a question that relates to that, which mm. is: Do you think that one's as an adult forest school, as a forest leader, do you think that one's ego is dissolved through being an adult at forest school? Uh, uh, no, I think that's an individual practice thing. I think you, I think, well, you you were party to my ego disillusionment when I read all of the um, Eckhart Tolle yeah, stuff, yeah. and I came in for about a month, and I was like, I don't know what the world is, <laughs> and why? What's even the? Who I just I? don't understand. Um, so I think that's. I Do you mean, think that's our experience, but not necessarily true for? Because, like you were saying, that you know, the didactic moments are very fleeting in our practice, mm-hmm. but they could be more frequent yeah. in someone else's practice. I think if you were more, and if your practice, so like our practice is long term, very long term sessions, very long term. So we don't have anything, and also we're not under an, any. Um, uh, like there's no there's Ofsted obviously but there's no head teacher telling us mm. that they want to deliver something there's no yeah. so if you're in a position where you're like I've got this group for six weeks and I've got to deliver some outcomes then I don't think you've got but the situation yes. is that you don't then have a choice but to be more didactic yeah and because you've got to do things like put in the safety rules in place and remind them about every session so yeah. through doing that and being really like hands-on leadery because you have to be keep everybody safe yeah then automatically you're kind of and that reinf- and then i think that then reinforces or not reinforces but that stops you from chipping away at your ego because in some ways it's being yeah, yeah. not you're fluffed pleased, but yeah. you're in a position of power and then the next yeah. six weeks you're in another position of power and um, yeah i know what you mean do you yeah. not think though that there's something in terms of um even if you do a lot of didactic stuff in your sessions that if you're doing learner-led stuff in terms of a lot of things being optional and free play being available, that you know those moments we always talk about where you go, hey guys, I've got this great thing, we can all do this thing! And everyone just looks at you like, nah. Mm. I'm not even going to thank you, I'm just going to go, what? And carry on with what I'm doing. But that's to do with our cultural expectations here, that that's not a problem because the the hierarchy is, is what it is in a session where you've just done loads and loads of didactic stuff this is where i find um teachers who are, go- are also the class teacher and then they go they take their class out yeah. that's really Respect. hard then really because hard. you even if you you with the best will in the world go does anyone want to do this mm. you've got to acknowledge that you are bigger you are normally the one keeping them in at break you are normally the one marking their work you're so it's not a 
true response. Yes. And so you but you also might get the flip side. You might not necessarily get everybody going, yes, yeah, true. sir, on this. You might actually get more backlash because you're like, mm, you tell me to do all the live long day. Yeah. Uh, how about no? How about I run and do something mental? Um, oh, I had something to say what I was going to say. Uh, 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 um, yeah, so in terms of like a moment that made me want to talk about this, um, because it kind of links to what you're saying about our sessions are really long term. And so that through kind of process of attrition and... and long-term business are the hierarchy becomes hopefully flatter or more fluid you know it's mm-hmm. not just a given the oh, waves are smaller the that's how i think of it it's a small sine wave it's yeah. not a big peaking like really high and then really low it's yeah. like oh okay sort of does that but i think it's if you graphed it if yeah. you could which you never could but in terms of like adult having ultimate power and control and high status the the longer a group is together for us this is my personal experience and i noticed this through this moment i'm going to talk mm-hmm. about our power and status is go is becoming more equalized to the group the rest of the group over time so little yeah. by little so yeah still fluctuates for sure but it's becoming more even and the the reason i kind of realized this was because i had a moment with a couple of learners the other day where we were talking about play and there was a play cycle going on and then another play cycle kind of encroached on this other cycle that's going on two different groups of children and so I was talking with the kind of newcomers about like what was what was going to happen next in terms of okay you know what's fair what's the right thing to do here because some people are a bit sad that like their play cycle has been encroached upon this space has been taken in inverted commas and um use the proper word annihilated annihilated Annihilated. yeah exactly that so Obviously, I'm trying not to be top down. I'm not going, mm-hmm. no, Jordan, that is incorrect. Go to the naughty corner. You yeah. have done a bad thing. And yeah. these other people, I'm going to reward you. No, no, no. Yeah. You, know, you are or even, the right. Or even stand the still way. while I tell everybody what's the right thing. Of course, I was trying very much not to do that. and But trying to get some sense of fairness, I guess. Like elicit some kind of um, response that was fair. And so it was kind of just asking questions and then the questions weren't really getting anywhere. So I did find myself like slightly making suggestions. And then the learners, the, the way they responded to me, it wasn't it wasn't rude, mm. but it wasn't the way that an adult with a teaching background would expect to be responded to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would normally expect through my life experience, by the time we'd had, got to that point in the conversation for them to go, do you know what, all right, fair enough. I think probably we'd better do the thing that you you clearly think is the right thing to do or somewhere along those lines Mm -hmm. and it just didn't happen and I was like wow this feels really uncomfortable for me I'm really super uncomfortable with this at the same time as going yes this is brilliant and it was such a weird dichotomy in my head because part of me was like oh I've lost I don't have the power in this situation to be able for it to have the outcome that I want Mm -hmm. and that feels really icky and so unusual as an adult working with young people yeah but i sort of thought god we must be doing something right if they feel that they feel so strongly about something they can go to the adult and to the authority figure in inverted commas no disagree Mm. i was like actually that's really powerful to be able to create a community in which anyone feels able to say to somebody who might traditionally have more authority disagree and we think we should do it this way i thought that is actually a pretty amazing leap and I think there's quite a lot of times in forest school where something that feels uncomfortable for one person is actually a really powerful positive 
experience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a phrase that um I can't remember what the company is now, but they just say they use the phrase seek discomfort, mm-hmm. and their their whole thing is about trying to chat, you know find where your edges are and push that thing and like that's probably not a um not an unwise thing for forest school leaders to be kind of thinking about going oh if you know if something's been if sessions have been really easy for a really long time just taking a moment to go okay is why is it easy Mm. and is that something that's okay or is it something i want to keep you know yeah that is just a um yeah i was trying to think about how you would define this kind of power balance to somebody who knew nothing about forest school or was just starting out because it's so it's such a subtle role Mm. that you could go the other way and go okay cool like I have no ego I have no power whatever and that's also wrong because and I was trying to define like how do you really get to the crux of it and I tried to have a go at it in terms of like we as the adults have more responsibility Mm -hmm. for the sessions for the learners for everything for the woods um, for people's safety for people's enjoyment for people's play experiences learning opportunities all that stuff we have the responsibility that doesn't necessarily mean that we have the power does that make sense yes and that that's a distinction there so sorry say that again then in so we, we have, have more responsibility but not more power and control so power control higher status we're not necessarily so that sounds ve- like <clears throat> unwinnable why because that sounds like uh and, and i'm not saying that's wrong i think it actually is probably a fairly accurate description it's just that thing of like if you have responsibilities you put that in any other scenario like i have to get people there on time or i have to make sure there's food in there or i have to do whatever but you don't have the power to achieve your responsibilities, to fulfil your responsibilities. That's a si- that's a situation of great stress. I have a responsibility to do this, but I have I don't have the power to. Mm, I see what you're saying. There. And so that that me- and I'm, that's what I mean. It's not wrong because that it kind of is the session, which is like yeah. I want to. It adjust- does feel I have like a way. responsibility that yeah. there's that, the challenge that everyone has this holistic. Um, not always like happy and not always positive in terms of happy but positive in terms of learning i have the responsibility to deliver all that and i have no more control over it or i have only slightly more control over it than anyone else in the session yes no but if you think about how many things can be resolved through community discussions Mm -hmm. you know not necessarily the whole group but in terms so going back to that thing about us being facilitators rather than leaders so you may not have the power to go nope i mean sometimes we do have to go i can't let that happen absolutely and there's always going to be power in that Mm -hmm. and you're also never going to be completely equal to the children because of all the stuff we've talked about bigger more adult more life experience etc but in terms of having the power to facilitate i think that's different than having the power to say this must happen so if you can go guys I can see this is a tricky moment I think we need to talk about this and come up with some like we do all the time we need to come up with some values or we need to come up with a an approach that works for people here yeah and then I think the hope is that through doing that you are modeling that process so that any member of the group can also behave in that way and can and I think this does happen if you think about watching play people go hang on guys 
we need to stop here we need to make an agreement that makes it fair like on the net the other day mm -hmm. you know times that are stressful or tricky the learners will go because we've modeled it we've modeled yeah. that in, instead of going no stop that yes we're doing this now i've just made a decision we're doing this and that's not to say that we don't still do that sometimes because sometimes we do have to but the aim the long-term aim is that you do less of that and there is more yeah. shared responsibility i guess well and that's why i was listening to something the other day about uh i started listening to home the thousand hours outside podcast which mm -hmm. if people don't listen to i would recommend because it's like us but more professional um <laughs> uh and talk to lots of authors there and, and someone mentioned on there about um you know like that thing of you're making the adults that they're going to be or you're you're creating that they're already fully formed but you are influencing how they approach the world and um and that is i think one of the things that i'm most proud of of people that come either are here or have come through is i do think you leave with you you end up with a better sense of um mediation mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know whether it would be empathy but like because I don't know that we necessarily like model and teach people empathy but I think they have an ability to go okay I can see what you're trying to do mm -hmm. and this is what I'm trying to do and let me and how useful that is as a you know not as a like oh that'll get you a job or like oh that'll get but like you're probably more likely to have a successful relationship oh, in whatever yeah, way you definitely. decide to have that as, as an and adult as or, often said that that's the key to having it's tree creeper then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um that thing of it's it's a life skill and not in a not in a trivial sense, because I think sometimes people use life skill to trivialise things. Yeah. I was wondering, you were talking about um so that's your definition your thing about we have more responsibility. Oh, my tummy just really rumbled really loudly. Oh. I'm really sorry, listen to that came onto the recording. Ah! Yeah. Uh, as I'm gonna have a go at mine. Which is that I think uh, having an emphasis, uh, having a community that values nature connection means that prestige and status are, um, you can't shortcut them in a way that you can. So if we take some other examples that we've talked about, if you are born with lots of short twist, twitch muscle fibers, you can shortcut prestige in a PE lesson, right? You're not having to do as much. If you're... Um, parents have always been able to give you breakfast and dinner you have got a leg up on and someone cool clothes and cool logos on well yeah but I was thinking like in an academic sense mm -hmm. you've got a leg up because you've got a secure base to start from but I think nature connection is like you can't do one intensive summer of nature connection and then you've got it um, it's something that you get through time there isn't a shortcut to it we can guide it and we can facilitate more or less of it but it grows at the speed that it grows right and so if i think about then what made the bluebell discovery interesting to me it was that like i said it was smaller younger people imparting knowledge to older people and there wasn't any way that you could sit down and go right well just tell me all the things about nature then so then I'll be, that'll be impressive. Like nature connection is impressive in this community here. Also, you know, in the forest school community. Um, and whether that is a more level playing field in terms of organize, and that's where we have more 
hierarchy. We just have a long, we have a longer nature connection, and then there are like degrees of, in terms of, and this is probably where it gets closer to like you couldn't objectively rank it, but you could go. Some people have been here for to be medieval about it. Some people have been here five winters, <laughs> and so their nature connection be very strong. And some yeah, you've not done a winter yet, you summer, mean. you summer child. Yeah, but I also think that learners arrive with a greater or lower level of nature connection through their family experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is the equivalent of you know any kind of parental, True. family, yeah, cultural right. connection. And so they arrive with a bit of a head start, which I think can sometimes leave people who don't have that level of connection feeling a little bit lacking. Mm. If you think about some learners we've had who are just absolutely on it, and they're teaching us about fungi and stuff like that at the age of six, um, then yeah. other learners kind of like, oh, well, I'm kind of not even going to engage now because like they know everything and I'm clearly rubbish. I can just mm. see that sometimes happening, and you have yeah, to deal okay. with that yeah, yeah. as the facilitator. Um, and also... I think there are, and sensory-wise, you know, there are some people who, so if you kind of think that nature connection is quite sensory, mm-hmm. some learner, you know, every learner's sensory sort of needs and abilities and experiences are different, and I think that has a big impact. Mm. You know. Yeah, you're probably right. I rescind everything. But I know what you're trying to say. I know what you mean, and it's almost like an element of that is a kind of element of our curriculum in inverted commas it's nature mm. that's never going to go away that's always going to be part of the learning that happens um and i like to think that it's got the potential for everybody to be able to succeed there maybe that's what i mean maybe it's just it's it's a more open potential thing yeah but that's yeah no but i guess it could be interpreted in so many different ways as well like you could be nature connected in terms of loving to get covered in mud or you can be nature connected in terms of having an encyclopedic knowledge of fungi or you can be nature connected in you know being resilient in all kinds of weather so like you know yeah that's a whole other podcast what is nature connection Uh, what is it what is it what is it what is it what were your other questions about my other questions so um one thing i wanted to well we've kind of touched on how do we model hierarchy Mm -hmm. um I wondered if you had any thoughts about times where we've intentionally modelled it, like, uh, or, or, so, this isn't a hierarchy thing, this is more of a roles thing, and you and I will quite often talk about when there's two jobs that need doing, who will do which job, which is, it links back to, like, our other podcast about gender and about because that is a kind of hierarchy mm. and and oh yeah because some jobs are definitely more, more prestigious aren't more they? prestigious or more fun mm. or more you know um and there's something about like how we that it's an intentional you know it's an intentional action most of the time we go which of us needs to do this mm. okay because i as much as i love cooking i do think for a lot of people it's seen as a lower status thing because it's like you're giving for you're never just making food for yourself mm-hmm. you're always giving to so then it's like a subservient thing but if you looked at it in terms of um what we talked about the article in terms of gaining status through well, yeah it's another thing isn't it yeah so you've got the dominant angle or you've got the pro-social thing and so i do agree with you in terms of cooking i think that in i'm not sure if this has always been the case mm. but in culture nowadays the kind of making and serving of food is often overlooked mm-hmm. isn't but that's 
something that I think we try and strive in our community to get yeah. over because I think that it is a it is a kind of domestic job that is often just like glossed over. It's like, oh yeah, whatever you could a do. chore. It's become it's, it's a, a chore, chore and it's not it's not really um, valued as much as it should be I yeah. think whereas and especially with um, kind of cooking things from scratch mm-hmm. compared to getting something out of the freezer there's a lot it's very different and I think and it's sort of I don't know I don't want to try and say I think the thing about the convenience foods means that the kind of view of cooking and food preparation and serving has become devalued maybe through it's just like oh, it's just easy isn't it just do that thing and therefore yeah. people don't see the distinction between hang on a minute you made that complete from scratch and that's a little bit different and actually we were, yeah sorry and i think that what we try and do here is when we eat the food we do talk about it we we always say like oh who cooked this and who did what and oh thank you and i'm mm. really going to take some time to talk about the process and talk about like oh i saw you flipping the pancakes that's, or whatever. that's i think where we are using our higher status mm-hmm. to lift someone else up because we are leading the group and going look i a high status individual value the contribution of this person so we are using and not in a way to be like that's the difference of like dominance isn't it we're not doing we're not higher status at the expense of then someone else we're using it to you could say that or you could say that we're like eliciting gratitude from the group and yeah. so you're modelling again. You're not kind of going, I have high status and I can further status upon you. Well done, gold star. Well, that's star. the gold star, isn't it? Yeah. I, d- yeah, I yeah. disagree. I don't think we phrase it that way. I think you probably could. Um, and that maybe you do a bit of both. You could, you know, it's about modelling your personal response to what's happening. So you go, oh, I'm really I'm really enjoying this. Can I, can I just ask who did this so that I know mm. who to thank? Like, Do you think that comes you. from, we had some experiences for a while where we were wondering about whether how often people are face to face with the person that's made their food while they eat it Mm. um and how that changes your response to the food and we had to have some or not we had to we felt like we wanted to have some quite frank conversations about that thing of like when you have seen someone make something for hours and hours Mm. because the kitchen is you know 12 foot from the main camp and then that person is sat with you eating like how do we feel about going like, or how do we feel about going like, yes, this is the best, oh my yeah. God, you know, and that sort of thing. It's, it's, yeah. um, cause I think one of the questions that I wanted to ask was about how, uh, the learners perceive hierarchy mm-hmm. and, and that is to do with our intentional actions and our kind of like, you know, we. Uh, I've been working. Actually, the reason this topic came up is I have spent, I reckon, about fifty hours now, leveling this fire pit area, um, and making benches that are pretty. I mean, I'm not the most accurate woodworker, but pretty accurate in terms of height, because we spent so long sat in a circle, and I thought that was enough, but we were sat in a circle on a hill, and you and I always sit like we are now either side of the blackboard which has got you know still that for me a bit of a teachery comfort mm. i'm next to the blackboard um and just think just realizing that you know we were having all these conversations about let's do some sociocratic voting let's let's all pick but someone is over in this side of the circle and they're on a crummy log that's 
two foot lower and someone over here is on the one bench that I'd managed to make you know and I was like actually there's some um body language stuff here there's some mm. subconscious stuff that I need to address that for all the will in the world of you and uh I forget who it was now and I think it was Nick LV I apologize if it wasn't Nick LV was saying that a circle isn't a triangle mm. or um you know and and watched and I think uh, through picking unpicking that discussion what she meant by that was like it's not really a circle if you're sat in that shape but you as the leader are controlling all the conversation and it's leader than that person leader than that person and that is what I've see and what I've done mm. and what I often see when people talk about um, their struggles with like oh, it was really hard for the children to sit and do circle mm. at the start and they know it's important um, but possibly because the perception is like well if the interaction isn't between me and the leader I'm not mm. involved in it we're trying to get that like mm. and I don't know we'll have to see because the learners the ho- you know our groups haven't been in yet to see this flattened area really with the new benches and with it kind of as is um, so we'll have to check in on that yeah yeah and see if I it's done anything I think it was already feeling better the first you know the first round the of first bit of leveling lunch and stuff like that felt much more communal somehow even though we always sit in the circle for lunch yeah it felt much more easy we... to, to have a conversation across the circle rather than just the people next to you and mm. it felt easier to see what, and, and see everybody's body language and check in with people even if you're not directly addressing them yeah for me yeah yeah and because they're flat because these benches are made of flat stuff mm. the kids can put their lunchbox next to them yeah. and it's not going to roll down the hill I mean this is a petty yeah a petty thing um I have a big, just to sort of go towards the end, I have a rather, I don't think it will be thorny because I think we've talked it through. So my question is, how does hierarchy play out between us as leaders Mm -hmm. and business owners? Between the two of us? Between the two of us. So we're, to like give context to the situation, we work completely, well, we run sessions together. together. One of us is not the other one's assistant, which I think is, unique yeah. or not unique as in we're the only ones but is rarer than yeah. these are you know Dave sessions and yeah, yeah. Sue comes and helps or these are you know yeah. just the two of us <laughs> we can make um, well um, it's interesting you bring this up because I heard some learners talking about this the other day in terms of their perception of our abilities it wasn't necessarily who's more important <laughs> but I can't remember who it was now, but I can't remember who was, who was having the original discussion, but then my daughter came home and said, we're having a chat today about bloody, bloody, blah. And what we said was this, that, and the other. And I've been thinking about that because blah, blah, blah. But I think it started with, you were with somebody, according to my daughter, and you would, and someone asked about what kind of tree or kind of bird it was or something like that. And you said, according to my daughter, I think it's this, but we should probably check with Wem. She knows a bit more about this yeah. than me. And that sparked a conversation about with them about like, oh, but who's the best at bloody blah? Or who would I go to for bloody bloody blah? Oh, okay. And then that carried on at home with my daughter asking me about like, so I would say that like Lewis is, um, you know, does more knots than you do, but you do more like ID stuff. I was like, well, yeah, 
So they are noticing it. Okay. So it is interesting in terms of you saying about like choosing jobs to do. Mm. I think that's really important. I don't think we can stress that enough in terms of, you know, the, the gender thing, um, abilities, you know, because, and there are some things which are physical and you can't get away from it. You know, yeah, yeah. you are going to be able to lift benches and things like that and heavy things a yeah. lot more than me and there's no getting away from that mm. but I think the modeling you did there with that learn with that group learner or group of learners in terms of like oh yes but I'm not the expert and you know and it's not to say that you were saying that I was the expert but that my abilities you know do you know what I mean yeah I, I mean I was probably just being lazy <laughs> no I'm not I was, no I do try I do that is a conscious thing yeah yeah that I that I um yeah um but also because I think that's that's part of my uh, there is part of the leveling you know you and I and in in people's eyes and stuff but also it's like um uh what am I trying to do it's something about that is an important part of the learning process that I don't want to be an author even things I do know about mm. I I'm hesitant to be the authority on and I think that's where us having a flatter hierarchy means that like I said earlier we've got we've got less far to climb down but we've also got stuff to kind of go in a way that if we go back and back and back and back and back when you came and you were doing assistant work for me I wouldn't ask you stuff because Partly I was like, okay, this person's only just started doing it. But also, just between you and I, I wouldn't have felt like, oh, I can be really honest and go, God, I don't know how to do this. Like, have you ever done taxes? What, mm. what are taxes? Um, because I would, because the hierarchy between us then was, mm. I'm running a company and I've hired you to do this thing and I cannot show a crack mm. or I can't be as honest. Um, and that's... I think where lots of people it, it, that's a really hard place to be in to not have someone who is um you know and even even now thinking about it so i've got um i sometimes talk to you about going oh i've taken it to the my whatsapp mentor group mm. and they don't know that they're my mentors but they uh, just throw stuff at them um but even that doesn't feel like they are talking to me from upon high mm-hmm. it feels like They've got more life experience. They've got yeah, more forest sure. school experience, and they kind of posit these things. Um, but I was talking to someone the other day about. Um, they were also saying that they were in a business partnership of two people, and they were struggling with. Either they were friends, so mm. you and I didn't know each other, and then started working together. These these people were friends, and they've started working together, um, and they were saying that. Uh, or one of them was saying that's really challenging to have a friendship and then have a business thing where you've got hierarchies in a business sense but you maybe don't want them in a friendship sense you wouldn't necessarily have that stuff um, and like I was I was remembering that you and I when we were hashing out you know we had about 18 I'm probably still doing it now but we had a lot of very difficult conversations oh, yeah. with, you know and we used to talk about like I need to put this hat on or like, mm. can I talk to you now? You're this person, and I'm this person. You're, you're the forest school leader, and I'm the landowner. Or you're mm. the, and like, 
I don't know whether that's about having a hierarchy or whether that's about in a similar do you know what it is that's a similar thing I think to we're saying about learners being able to go off and do different things and going I'm high status here and I'm low status here and that I think was you and I navigating in different areas hey when we talk about this thing I'd like to have a bit more mm. hierarchy or when we talk about this thing but we do you need think to be that's flatter. just through like a life experience so you know we are different people with different life experiences and therefore we kind of take it in turns in that status way in terms of things that we've got more experience for so like yeah. at the beginning you know you had more forest school experience but I had more parenting experience at that time and yes. so it was able to be a bit more fluid there because yeah. those and I think that still kind of happens now and I think that's what the my daughter and the other learners were trying to express in terms of like the different the enmeshing of skills and experiences mm-hmm. from the two adults that are present in the group and how the learners perceive that and that being a good thing in mm-hmm. terms of well this isn't more important than this just people have different things and you know and different interests and do you know what I mean I think that's what they were kind of yeah trying to express and they did say they basically said you guys compensate you know you work together compensate for each other yeah I was going to no, say that but then that sounded Com- we compensate for that each other that sounded negative that's why I stopped myself <laughs> in that sentence they don't know that word compensate either so oh, okay. it definitely wasn't that but do you know what I mean you do compensate for it. well I mean yeah you can view it in that negative way can't you or you can yeah flip it to self deprecating and go yeah complementary complementary skills and therefore yeah Hmm. What do you think is next in terms of hierarchy? Like, do you think there's anything that we're like, oh, we haven't tackled that yet? Or do you know what? I'm interested to learn more about yes. this thing. Do you know what? I, I, a little kind of question that popped into my head this morning was that children and students are pushed into these like communities learning communities whether Mm -hmm. it be school whether it be a forest school group whether it be like a scout thing that you do at the weekend or after school whether it be university campus whatever and it's like kablamo even if you have chosen to do it Mm -hmm. you've chosen to do forest school because you love it you haven't chosen who's there with you so you're just Mm -hmm. like plonked into this community or group because what is the difference between a group and a community list Mm. when does a group become a community um, all full of these like interesting social hierarchies with these facilitators who are helping you navigate that and hopefully spotting moments of like genuine need for help and only stepping in when, they, when those kind of moments happen. But then, in today's modern world, when you grow up, mm. like what is the community that... You know, do you know what I mean? It's like children and young people are plonked into these groups. Yeah. And then as an adult, you, you might you kind of... choice. Well, you look at your life and you go, well, I'm a member of this club or I go to this gym or I work in this place and therefore those are those kind of plonked in groups that I'm part of. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, we would have been part of a village structure Mm -hmm. with a really strong sense of social hierarchy Mm -hmm. and community cohesion or otherwise, which now doesn't necessarily exist unless you really try and do it you know you might move somewhere like an intentional community or you might decide that in the place where you live you're going to set up a a movement mm-hmm. within your domestic setting that means that you're part of a community but if right. you don't do any of those things if you just live in your average town village city yeah you don't rely on 
your neighbours necessarily. You don't have that kind of not in the same way. In the yeah. same way. So I was kind of thinking how weird and alien it is in a way for children to have to get along in a community with a with this and navigate these social hierarchies. And then when you're grown up, you actually kind of don't really need to do it unless you choose to do it. Do you not think? Uh, do you, I I I take your meaning there because you're you're saying that like is it a skill worth building but in some I do sense believe in it of course i believe in right. it. right but i just think it's kind of weird that it's something that you sort of are forced to do as a kid but do you not would you not draw a parallel so the parallel that i've heard people draw and this is coming from like i'm a home ed person therefore you get talked about about social like people are always picking at socialization um and if i can play devil's advocate to what you've just said people sometimes go well yeah but what about when they get a job Mm. you won't be able to choose who you work with Mm. if you're very lucky you've got more freedom of movement freedom to choose your job freedom to choose your workplace but for lots of people the job you've got you have to work with who's there you can't Mm. just leave if you don't like them so is that to be able to is that not the same skill as it probably is and also i'm thinking about it and going actually maybe the children and young people who um, are part of communities where social hierarchy, socialisation is a thing, is like actually examined and actually coached or facilitated mm-hmm. like a forest school environment as opposed to just your average university course or whatever. I mean, maybe there are university lecturers who really try and, you know, promote cohesion amongst their groups yeah. or whatever. I'm sure there are, but do you know what I mean? As like forest school is like it is part of forest school that we examine for us examine these social hierarchies talk about groups talk about values all those kind of things so maybe it's young people who've had that kind of experience and opportunity that then grow into adults who do seek out communities and maybe create communities for the good of themselves and other people because i mean i truly believe that is Mm -hmm. a human need and a human well-being thing in terms of, you know, if you look at one end of the scale, it's like pure loneliness, which can literally physically kill you. Yeah. And at the other end of the spectrum, people who feel really embedded in whatever community they have created or become a part of, whether that be where they live or through organisations they've joined or whatever. And that maybe through experiences like Forest School, you're kind of helping people to develop into adults who will seek out those spaces and help to create them and therefore have a greater sense of well-being, better physical health, better mental health themselves and facilitate it for other people. Yeah, man. I want to do some research into that. Is... Okay, here's a statement to kind of... Pop that... Pop that balloon. Is... No, no, I think I can... I just wonder whether I can, like, simmer down what you've said. Um, so, do you, do you think... Um, it's a fair thing to say that forest school is the low arousal approach to learning about hierarchies. Ooh, lovely. Is that what we're doing? We're learning about, mm. in a non in the way that lots of other settings are like, learn your place mm. in a very high arousal, well, high stress. That's not really learning your place though, is it? But it's learning about hierarchy. It's learning about authority. It's le- okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> do what I say. Okay, but, do, but how is that as a statement then? A forest school is a low arousal way to learn about hierarchy yeah social hierarchy yeah and with that would come like we talked about extreme moments of challenge because mm-hmm. have you because i was thinking and reflecting and going so 
when somebody takes status in the group through dominance Ah, oh, yeah, hate it. Yeah! Same! <laughs> Same! Oh, I hate it so much. And then you just watch it and you're like, oh! This is not, like... Ah. Um, but you have to kind of let it play out. And that's <laughs> yeah, what I was... Yeah. I try to, enta- like, disentangle this and going, like, how do you know the moments where you're like, I hate this, I hate the fact that someone is taking... Because... And how do you go... And when do you go, no, 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 no. That is... <laughs> Because, do you know what, I think one of the things, the features of that is, is that, um, you know, we talked before, right at the start, we could have saved a lot of time here, um, right at the start, we talked about prestige being subjective, Yeah. and we talked about people seeing celebrities and going, I don't know why they're important. Yeah. That's what it is, is they're going, the way that that person has achieved status is not through my value of prestige. It's through other learners' value of prestige. That's cool. They've got this toy at home. That's cool. They've got this thing. And because it's not my value of prestige, I want to shake everybody and be like, but do not see? That's not worthy. That's not cool. And like, that's not what a subjective judgment is. He, you know, they are, he, she, they are higher, you know, achieving social hierarchy. Um, because of a, a value that's shared by that group of learners. It's not my place to be like, that's the wrong value. I know, I know. And also, and it, so that's definitely, a, I agree completely in terms of the how that lands. Yeah, within, internal rage. Yeah, <laughs> internal rage. So that's the kind of prestige angle of things. And then there are other times where someone is literally doing it through dominance. They're going, like, in, either in play, and yep. we've talked about that a little bit. So in play, somebody assumes this, like, leader role whether that be through like i'm in the army or i'm the leader of the tribe or i'm the boss right now and everyone has to do what i say and that can also be really uncomfortable to watch but if you resist your impulse to be like hang on a minute do you think they like being like shouted out like that or yeah. do you think they like and actually go but do they like it and you look at their faces and they're, they're playing with status yeah. they're playing with it they're playing with what it feels like to be subservient and to go oh yes no blah, i had blah. to sit on my hands the other day because there was a whole play and it went up to nine of a group of people, a group of learners, organising who's in charge when they're not there. No, I'm four. Okay, mm. but, but if you're four, so actually one's here, so one's not. So actually, if the, it's if it's this person, this person, this person, this person, and this person are, aren't gone, then I'm in charge. It was ranking. It was. Yeah, cl- yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. It was really low stakes. It wasn't like they were then. The person at number one wasn't shouting down and no, yeah. doing whatever. But which just letting me... you know that in the pecking order today, right now, you're yeah, the yeah. <laughs> and the really interesting, like, can I be number four? No, number four is this person, and they would never ever let you have their number because you know, just like. But I think I mean that is all part of play in terms of like experiencing that feeling of like you're the bottom of the of the yeah. heap right now in a safe and inverted commas way because we are always going we're all going to have those moments in life aren't we we're like oh, yeah. okay it's inevitable social hierarchy is inevitable. i knew someone who had to as an adult relearn that status skill instead of rank because he'd come out of the forces yeah. and he said he would spend a lot of time looking at people's shoulder or lapel because he was used to looking and going do you have to be deferential to me or do i have to yeah. be deferential to you and it was mm-hmm. cut and dry mm-hmm. And so, and they said when they came out of the forces that that was really hard to go. Well, if you're the head of the company, why don't you wear the thing? Why don't you know? Mm. Big 
boss within hats being says boss in neon letters or something. I don't know. Um, I'm getting a tiny bit cold. Yeah. I'm gonna call it there. Enjoyed that waffle. Thanks. That oh, was good. Thank, Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Bye. This is the end of the podcast. I just want to say massive thanks to Janine, Ellie, Jude and Christy for supporting us on Patreon. You guys don't have to do it and it means a huge amount to us uh, that you're showing your support for what we're doing here. So thank you so much. And if you are one of the cool people who's made it all the way to the end of the podcast, because I look at all this stuff, I look at the nerdy back end and not everybody makes it to the end. So if you've made it all the way to the end, go on our Instagram or on our Facebook page and send us your address and just put, I love stickers, I love stickers and I'll send you some stuff. I'm not telling you what it is. It's stickers.